Hey, everybody, what if I told you that an affluent suburb of Chicago offered, hey, why don't some of our residents take these illegals and no one signed up? Josh McBroom, Naperville City Council member, joins us. We talk about social media and how Zuckerberg misled the U.S. Senate today. Email us, as always, freedom at charliekirk.com. That's freedom at charliekirk.com. And subscribe to our podcast. Open up your podcast application and type in Charlie Kirk Show. Become a member at the Charlie Kirk Exclusive. You can listen to all of our episodes advertiser-free. It's members.charliekirk.com. That is members.charliekirk.com. Buckle up, everybody. Here we go. Charlie, what you've done is incredible here. Maybe Charlie Kirk is on the college campus. I want you to know we are lucky to have Charlie Kirk. Charlie Kirk's running the White House, folks. I want to thank Charlie. He's an incredible guy. His spirit, his love of this country. He's done an amazing job building one of the most powerful youth organizations ever created, Turning Point USA. We will not embrace the ideas that have destroyed countries, destroyed lives, and we are going to fight for freedom on campuses across the country. That's why we are here. Noble Gold Investments is the official gold sponsor of The Charlie Kirk Show a company that specializes in gold IRAs and physical delivery of precious metals. Learn how you could protect your wealth with Noble Gold Investments at noblegoldinvestments.com. That is noblegoldinvestments.com. It's where I buy all of my gold. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com. We are just finishing. In fact, we're completely finished uh, with our Restoring National Confidence Summit. So just so you all know, right now, the official RNC meeting has begun. It's closed to the press. We have some members of the 168, obviously, Tyler Boyer, who is there. And the RNC is going to try to get an approval for a new line of credit, for a new line of credit to establish some borrowing. Tara Saravitas has tweeted out, quote, the RNC is broke nine months before the election, hemorrhaging donors while Biden's main pack is shattering spending and fundraising records of the $250 million ad buy that is buying up critical ad slots ahead of the election so they can be purchased by the GOP later. So they can't be purchased by the GOP later. Let me explain what this means. It's like buying real estate. Once you own a piece of property and you decide to hold on to that property, you own it. So Joe Biden and his team, they're buying up very valuable advertising time So for example, right now, the Biden team is so smart. The Biden pack, regardless who the next nominee is, they're going to NBC and they're sitting down with NBC and they say, hey, here's 75 million bucks. We want all of the prime advertising during the Olympics. We want every single Sunday night football ad in Sunday that's slotted for political. And we want every single one of the Sunday night football ad in October. And what NBC does is they give them a bundle discount. Okay, you're going to front 75 million bucks and you're already ready to buy summertime and fall ads? Sure, Biden's super PAC. NBC's like, here's the wire instructions. And then they go to CBS and they say, hey, you know, we know that you're going to have some uh, football in Sunday. And by the way, Tom Brady might be becoming a Fox uh, commentator on Fox Sports, which will spike their ratings. Greg Olson might be moved to the number two slot. If that ends up being true, Fox is going to be able, they're really going to compete. And of course, Tony Roma does the CBS deal. So they'll go to Fox, not Fox News, but they'll say, hey, we want, here's $30 million. We want it after this. You get the point. They go to ESPN. They say, hey, you got college football. We want your primetime college football. We want college game day. And we want, we want Monday Night Football, which ESPN has the rights to. So then let's just say, theoretically, the Republicans, we pick up steam and 
We get rid of Rana and we raise all this money. And by the way, TV ads mean something. It does not mean nothing. You just have to be enough to compete. If you have nothing on TV, you're going to lose the election. You have to have at least five to $600 million on TV in the three states. The Republicans have next to no money. We, this is a huge disadvantage. Some people say TV means nothing. You're wrong. TV means something. Sometimes you can do too much TV and not enough on the ground. Sometimes you can do too much on the ground and not enough TV. You have to look competitive. You have to at least be near parity. There's no exact formula for it, but you have to be at like 60 or 70% of for every dollar that the bad guys spend to at least be within the margin. Now, thankfully, Donald Trump gets a lot of earned media. He gets a lot of attention. A lot of people already have strong opinions about him. So those things will all help him. But if Republicans end up getting spent six to one, eight to one on TV. So let's pretend XYZ billionaire, and there's a lot of great ones that are patriots come out. And they say, I want to spend $250 million to elect Donald Trump. And Republicans are notoriously late. They do not do early money. Republicans like wake up after Labor Day and they're like, I want to spend all this money. And people say, well, there's nowhere to spend it. So let's say in Labor Day, if someone says, I want to spend $250 million to elect Donald Trump. And they go to NBC and they say, hey, we want to buy ads. And NBC will say, sorry, those are taken. Back in January, uh, the Democrats came and bought out all the real estate. And Republicans will say, what? Uh, we want the ads. They say, sorry, you're a day late and a dollar short. All of our Olympic inventory is gone. All of our Sunday Night Football inventory is gone. If you want, you could do the uh, soap opera reruns at 2 p.m. And they're like, yeah, we'll, we'll take as much of that as we can get. If we don't get our act together quickly, everybody, there will be no real estate left for us to be able to compete on TV. And yes, you have to also, I mean, th- thankfully, you don't, this is not as much of a problem on social media where some money needs to be spent on SEO, but the Democrats are so smart. They have a playbook, they have a checklist, they have thousands of full-time ballot chasers, and then they say, let's try to buy all the prime real estate as early as possible. So Joe Biden has $250 million ad buy, buying up critical slots ahead of the election so they can't be purchased by the Republicans later. Meanwhile, Trump's main pack raised $43 million in the second half of last year and was forced to spend $50 million of his campaign funds on legal fees. Super smart. Indict him in every jurisdiction. Alvin Bragg, Eugene Carroll. Donald Trump has to keep on flying all over the country. $50 million in legal fees. $50 million in legal fees. Two, two swing state Republican parties are bankrupt as well. And bottom line, there is no national get out the vote campaign, no national get out the vote campaign in at least two swing states by the state party. And GOP voters have no idea how screwed we are. I've never seen anything like this, Tara Saravitas says. But there is hope, everybody. You know what the hope is? Turning point action on our ragtag budget. Again, by ragtag, I mean, you know, the current operating budget outside of ballot chasing is, you know, 10 to $12 million. And that might say, oh, Charlie, that's a ton of money. That's not a lot of money in politics. It's not. I'm sorry. That's just not a lot of money. We're talking about a $7 billion election and the RNC has a $120 million budget. The DNC has a $150 million budget. These super PACs raise $250, $300, $400 million. I want you to listen to this. Look at what we achieved on a small shoestring budget, the Planet Hollywood. Again, we weren't at the Bellagio. We weren't at the Cosmopolitan. We weren't at the Four Seasons. We went to Planet Hollywood. Great people. By the way, they hosted us really well. Sweet people, hospitable, affordable. I would say the Planet Hollywood is affordable. And uh, for the record, we had no flower budget and everything was just fine. No flowers. The RNC spent $70,000 on flowers and we had. No flower budget. 
By the way, Andrew, can you find that picture I took last spring of the Turning Point USA flower budget? Listen to this, everybody. This is front lines, grassroots, people that were just coming up to the great Ben Burkwam on Real America's Voice and saying, hey, we now have marching orders. So how do we overcome the dysfunction, the Democrat oligarchy? Because Rana is controlled opposition. The RNC is controlled opposition. They have this winter meeting. If they wanted to lose, they'd be acting like this. But I think we have a competitive chance thanks to Turning Point Action and the grassroots patriots. Listen to this and you be the judge. Play cut 52. I'm here because I've been to an RNC training. It is nothing like what they did at Turning Point. They're giving us actionable things to actually do and win, which the RNC is not interested in doing for some reason. I am the chairman of the Forsyth County, Georgia Republican Party, and I am here because we have been lacking on tools and support from the RNC from a national level down to the county level. We have people that are ready to get involved. They want to go to work. They just need to know what to do. And so this has been a great opportunity for us to network with people and learn and, and just really fill up our toolbox with things we can take back home and get out the boat. My name is Will Donahue. I'm the president of the National College Republicans, and we're here to support Turning Point and their ballot chasing initiative. We've got students all over the country. We were just in Iowa. We were just in New Hampshire. And we're here to help support Turning Point Action, help win the next election. Thank you to Turning Point. I've learned more in one day than I have in two years. What, as what, what, okay, what are, the, what, what are two or three things you learned that you, you oh uh, my didn't gosh. know before? So, so they have the Turning Point data people have dug down to precinct level, six precincts of mine that had target voters that were likely voters in 2016, 2020 that did not vote. And they're Republicans down to 25,000 voters. I can hit those six precincts now with my walk list. I've never gotten that dug down from the RPOF or the RNC. Turning Point has done it. I'm taking it home to my people, my precinct captains and going out and doing this now. 25,000 votes. That's amazing. It's huge. 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 So thank you. Thank you. Thank you to Charlie Kirk. Thank you, Steve, for everything you do. It's just the taste, the tape. I mean, we could go on for an hour of people that say thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm getting emails from people all across the country. We didn't ask any of them to say that. It's not rehearsed. It's all that. And by the way, the RNC, they're such tricksters. They're attacking us as keyboard warriors. They don't do anything. And by the way, you you know what's amazing about this? How many people told us, they said, the RNC never did a training in our state. The RNC never did a training. It's like, oh, well, they raise money telling donors they do trainings. No, they've never got a training with us. Makes you wonder. Hey, everybody, Charlie Kirk here with each year that passes. The term health goals takes on more and more importance for me. In my younger days, feeling great and feeling healthy uh, was something I took for granted. Now it's become an active goal in my life. This means I do specific things to help me get there. And one of those things I do every day is take Balance of Nature's Fruits and Veggie Supplements. Why did I choose Balance of Nature? So many reasons, but probably one of the most important to me is that they're always made from whole food ingredients. Have you started getting more serious about your health goals like I have? I strongly urge you to check out Balance of Nature. Whether you order online or you call them direct, you must use promo code CHARLIE to get the special offer of 35% off. Call them at 800-2468-751 and use discount code CHARLIE or order online at balanceofnature.com. Use discount code CHARLIE to get 35% off. That is balanceofnature.com, discount code CHARLIE to get 35% off. One of our really smart fans said, Charlie, uh, very interesting ad squatting. It's Ted. Uh, This makes 
some other candidates sound correct in a way. The contest should not be decided or influenced, he said Ralph Nader, but I, I, I don't know if that's totally true. The contest should be not decided or influenced to the extent by purchasing power political savvy. If there was equal time by two major parties in the end, it would eliminate the problem. So the, actually, you're not wrong, Ted. Technically, the law says you have to have equal time and equal opportunity, but these are super PACs. So that's what's interesting, is that the super PACs are able to deploy 527 outside money. And people forget, there's a really rich history here. Barack Obama actually set the precedent for the modern outside money beast that we live through. Did you know that prior to Barack Hussein Obama running for president in 2008, every single presidential election post-Nixon was funded by the U.S. taxpayers? Post-Nixon, every single presidential election and the campaign was funded by U.S. taxpayers. And it still can be. By federal law, the major party running for the U.S. presidency has at their, I think it's like $600 million. You guys can um, look at the exact number. They could get a check from the U.S. Treasury. Now, John McCain took the money from the federal government, but Obama ran the numbers. He said, I think I can raise more money than that. And Obama set the precedent. Obama set the precedent where he said, I no longer want to take the taxpayer money. And instead, I will try to open it up to anybody who wants to give money. And Obama raised far more money than that was at the disposal of taxpayer funding. The Democrats are ahead of us. They are way ahead of us on ad squatting and getting the prime real estate. So they're going to, they are going to flood the airwaves. This is why I say, stop looking at these polls, everybody. These polls are not an accurate picture. Do you think that all of a sudden Donald Trump's going to be up six points in a poll where every single advertisement is, and Donald Trump wants to jail women and put some sort of nonsense they're going to say, or Donald Trump wants to come after women and they're doing all these sorts of different ops and cultural phenomenons. And this is why we have to get the boring stuff figured out, the machinery figured out. And if the Democrats are really serious about winning, don't be surprised. Now, RFK might be the exception. Don't be surprised if all of a sudden some of these fringe Democrats drop out of drop out of the race. They don't like all these candidates. No labels might just evaporate. I certainly hope no, no labels runs. It's going to hurt Democrats more than Republicans, without a doubt. This there, there's so much cockiness to some people. Oh, we're going to win the predictive favorite. We're up nine points in this poll and six points in this poll and five points in this poll. So yeah, really? How many full-time staff does the RNC have in Arizona? One? Two? We need at least 1,000 full-time people in Arizona. We're trying our best at Turning Point Action. We're over 300 people. So where does all this money go, Flowers? Media consultants? Where does all this money go? You look at the report that Jennifer Van Lahr came on the program yesterday. The Democrats don't spend nearly close to what the Republicans spend on office supplies, on limousines. Between limousines, floral arrangements, media booking, and office supplies, talking about millions of dollars, millions of dollars of precious, precious resources. And the Democrats, Democrats spend much more on GOP, GOTV texting, on data file. And so let me tell you partially what we did and why this meeting was so important in Vegas is, you know, we've raised money from donors and we fulfill the mandate that donors give us and we communicate, hey, we need to spend some money on getting this data and figuring out. So we have a whole war room, a data war room. We're going to do a show live from our war room. It's just right near where I'm broadcasting here. It's amazing. You guys are going to love it. These guys are working at their computers. They're crunching numbers. It's like a Silicon Valley tech startup. The visual is absolutely incredible. And we spent money on purchasing the voter file data. Again, I don't know how much. Tyler can talk about it, but it's hundreds of thousands of dollars. 
And then we say, okay, we have all these state party chairs and these county chairs. Why don't we tell them what precincts? So when they come to Vegas, like that one woman said, and that Matthew Martinez does a great job. He's a data nerd. So we sit down with, for example, the the Waukesha guy knows his stuff, but it was even a great conversation. We sit down with Terry, who's the Waukesha chair. And we say, hey, here's the 15 precincts, otherwise known as 1,000 people data, uh, the 1,000 people neighborhoods that you have to do better in, that you have low propensity Republicans that you need to run up the score. And he says, wow, I don't know that. Or the Hillsborough County in Florida or Maricopa County in Arizona or Pinal County in Arizona or Clark County in Nevada or Washoe County in Nevada. I could go on. And so we are telling them. And this is, by the way, what the RNC should be doing. The RNC should be the offensive coordinator. The RNC should be painting a big, broad strategy because that's not a ton of money. And they should be calling. And by the way, they don't even talk to these county chairs because they have contempt for the county chairs. The county chairs are like, hey, why are we all alone? Where's the RNC? The RNC comes in, doesn't do anything. They do these trainings. It's a joke. And then they'll walk away and raise a bunch of money from donors and have limousines and off supplies, Lululemon and flower arrangements. And they say, everything's fine. Meanwhile, the grassroots are like, yeah, you didn't do anything for me. And we now tell them literally the doors that they need to knock on. We just supplied the grassroots with the voters, the addresses, the names that we need to win in November. It's tough, a lot of stress, and that means inflammation increases. And that means pain also might increase alongside of it. Relief Factor, though, is here to help. It's a daily supplement that helps your body fight back against pain. It's 100% drug-free, and Relief Factor was developed by doctors searching for a better alternative for pain. Relief Factor uses a unique and proven formula of natural ingredients like turmeric and many others to help you get out of pain, to reduce or eliminate the everyday aches and pains you're experiencing. So whether it's neck, back, joint, or muscle pain, Relief Factor can help you feel better. Unlike pills that simply mask your pain for a short time, Relief Factor helps support your body's natural response to inflammation. So you feel better all day, every day. Over 1 million people have tried Relief Factor Quick Start, and nearly 70% of people go on to order it again. Relief Factor isn't simply about feeling better. It's about living better, living the life you want, doing the activities you love. So see how Relief Factor can help you with their three-week quick start, feel back, or your money-back guarantee. So check it out right now, relieffactor.com, or call 1-800-4-RELIEF. Slay that inflammation. Go to relieffactor.com. I will welcome our guest, but I want to just set this up. We have Josh McBroom, Naperville, Illinois City Councilman, joining us. But first, let's play the tape that went viral. Play cut 33, please. I do know that there's a lot of people that do care. And I, I think we live in a compassionate community. Um, so, you know, before we go down the road of, you know, doing what, you know, following suit on some of these other cities are taking action on, um, you know, my, my idea would be let's, let's find out. Let's find out who's willing to help, you know, so... You know, we do hear from constituents on both sides of this. What are we going to do to preemptively stop this? And then we hear from people that tell us we should do more. So, you know, we do have a a very affluent community, a lot of big homes. And um, what I'd like to do is direct staff to create a sign-up sheet. So, you know, for individuals that would be willing to house migrant families. Um, And if there's people that would do that, God bless them. Um, so if we could raise, raise awareness in that way, um, I think we need to find out. I think we need to find out who would be willing to house migrant families. Joining us now is the man in the video, Josh McBroom. Josh, thank you for taking time. I am curious, how many families took you up on that offer? 
It's interesting, Charlie. Thanks for having me on. Uh, big fan. I got an 18-year-old son who's a huge fan of yours. Thank you. Fully, fully uh, red-pilled him. Um, you know, since I made the proposal, uh, and, and and you know, I, I was being sincere. I, I mean, I live in a in a town that um, you know voted for Biden by 20 points, and you know, some of my liberal f- friends actually have signs in their yards that say, you know, no human is illegal, and love is love is love, um, and 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 it came across as very sincere. And uh, I didn't get a single person that caught, contacted me and said, "Hey, this is a great idea, Josh. Um, where is the sign up sheet ready? I'd like to sign up to to house some some non U.S. citizens in my house." Just it didn't happen. So so far, there hasn't been a single individual. So I think uh, it would be helpful. I know Naperville really well. I love Naperville. Uh, my my mother and grandmother from Donners Grove, so not so far from there. I, I know the area. Just for our national audience, Josh, can you just paint a picture of Naperville? It's an affluent community. Uh, it's I say this in the best possible way. It's sleepy, right? Meaning you guys are not always in the news. You kind of like it that way, right? Things are just orderly and safe. Um, and it's it's a really beautiful place. And I'm sure that the kind of non-U.S. citizen influx is creating some rancor. So kind of talk about your community and how this is uh, creating some waves. Yeah, Naperville is a wonderful town. Uh, fortunate to have raised our three boys here. Uh, one, you know, consistently ranked some of the best schools in the country. Safe town, great place to raise a family. And and I run my business here. Uh, you know, we just we just love it. Uh, DuPage County, where y- you know Charlie um, was, has been traditionally a very red, politically conservative area. Last five tenths. 10 years or so that we've, we've shift, shifted decidedly blue. Uh, I mean, I, we're not San Francisco or, or Seattle. You know, we, we have a, a lot of uh, political conservatives here, but uh, we overwhelmingly uh, voted for J.B. Pritzker. We overwhelmingly voted for uh, 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 Joe Biden. So and and we're starting to see the effects of that. And, you know, some of my colleagues like, Josh, you got us in national news. I mean, I never thought that would happen. And, you know, the only thing that should be in the news is about how great the town is and schools and et cetera. And I get that. But I'm not going to put my head in the sand either. I mean, we're starting to see, you know, some of the effects from these policies uh, by the by the governor and and these unfunded mandates. And we're seeing more smash and grabs and some more crime. And um, you can't put your head in the sand. And now we've had six, at least six buses that have come through Naperville. Um, and and we, you've got the city of Chicago that's capitulating. I mean, I think what Greg Abbott has done is 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 great. Like give people what they want. And, and they're saying, you know, hey, they're screaming uncle right now. And they're 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 asking the suburbs to help out. And uh, I, I'm saying, hey, we're not we're not going to we're not going to devote any public resources to this. And, and was I being a little was, was I giving a challenge to people? Yeah. Um, you know, here, here, this is what you said. You This is what you voted for. This is what you want. Um, and and Charlie, I I I, I guess I, I think I, I got, um, you know, during covid, you know, this this virtue signaling stuff. And it, it, we had like virtue signaling mania during covid. Right. Like, you know, I've got a mask on. Well, I've got two masks on. I'm the best person. I have the biggest I have the biggest heart. Um, and it became this competition of who can virtue signal the most when there's no consequence, especially COVID, right? People got to stay in their pajamas in their cushy little suburban house and, and tell everyone how good they are. And, and and with this situation, it's like, hey, it's on our borders now. Like everything that you've been virtually signaling about, it's right here. And I'm asking you, I'm giving you an opportunity to extol your virtue. Here's a sign up sheet. Will you ha- because there's there's thousands that are homeless right now. This is the result. Yeah. And you kind of in some way say, hey, you know, you have the we all seen the signs, right? Hate has no home and, you know, no human being is illegal. 
when you when you said that, and I got you said it really fairly. You said, "Look, we're hearing from constituents on both sides, and we now have a sign up sheet." Are you surprised that nobody has taken you up on it? Because there certain seems to be a lot of chatter around helping others, but or do they want others to help others, and then but not in their living room? Yeah, and I'm not surprised. Um, but it was a legitimate challenge. Like I would almost, I would respect someone if they said, "I'll sign that sheet." Okay, you got you got me. I told you got me. Well, and, okay. and by the way, I, I just and so, part of me was saying, you know what? Maybe there'll be like 200 real believers in Naperville and they'll be like, we're going to go have these people in our living room. But guess not. No. And the other message there, Charlie, and I think we as conservatives, we kind of get this wrong. You know, we're, we're trying to club these liberals and say, you're, you know, you got to deport these people. You know, ask them where the compassion, like this compassion that you're talking about, where is it? Where, where's the compassion for thousands of, migrants that are homeless in Chicago in the middle of winter? Where's the compassionate for, you know, human beings that are being humanly human trafficked and fentanyl overdoses? And and how about our homeless and our veterans where the public aid is being shifted away from them to our non-U.S. citizens? I just, I'm, I'm just calling it out. Like, I don't think any of this is compassionate. I don't think it's love, 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 like your sign says in the yard. And I'm sorry if I'm, you know, being provocative and it's putting you in an uncomfortable situation, but we got a major problem right now. So here's a solution. Here's a sign-up sheet. So it's so good. And Josh, so, so so on the city council, some of the other, let's just say, I know that it's a non-political thing. It's nonpartisan or it's supposed to be. But some of your counterparts on the city council that, let's just say, are more sympathetic with using city services. What are they recommending? Because you recommended, you know, like, let's have a sign up sheet. Are they recommending putting them in taxpayer funded gymnasiums or schools? Are they recommending anything or is it just like get them out of Naperville as quickly as possible? It's kind of like, let's not talk about it. Let's just, let's just like hope nothing happens. Um, but I, I'm like, something's going to happen. I don't know if you saw Charlie, uh, the Glen Ellen mayor recently. Do you see that that went out? They, no, I didn't. Um, they Catch had us up on that. They had their, vi- they had their village meeting the other night. And I don't know if this mayor, I don't know this mayor and maybe he's kind of doing what I'm doing, but you know, Pritzker, the state is floating money now. I mean, that's the next thing. It's like $11 million and they're in their village meeting and they're like, Hey, it's eleven million dollars to permanently house migrants in our town, and you know, should we talk about that? And I, I'm like, okay, yeah, put it in their lap. No, no one's gonna, you know, uh, you can do this with anything. I, I give people what they want. You know, uh, people in in some of these affluent towns, they talk about affordable housing or hey, we need low income housing. I don't fight them on it. It's like okay, that's a great idea. Why don't we put a Section Eight high rise right downtown Naperville, right by your neighborhood? Well, I just think I, I think you the, give it right back to him. It's the brilliance because, again, just to reiterate it, Naperville is an affluent community. It's similar to Wilmette, Barrington, it, the North Shore, Hinsdale. It, it's very successful people, but it just reveals this fault line. And correct me if I'm wrong, Naperville has become center left, more Democrat throughout the years. Is that fair to say? It used to not be that way. DuPage County used to be a red county. Is it fair to say Naperville has tilted in that direction in recent years? Yeah, we're decidedly blue. We went for Joe Biden by 20 percentage points. I, I would say we're probably like 52, 48-ish. Um, it, it's really hard for a, in the partisan races for any Republicans to to win around here. Yeah, so 20, right now. 20 points for Joe Biden. So it, it can feel good. And this is the most important thing in what you just did, Josh. And you just did this on a national scale. And you did it so neutrally and you did it so fairly. Honestly, you're like, hey, the values of this city, 60-40, are generally, you know, 
for open borders and for allowing. But what about in your spare bedroom? And to date, not a single taxpayer of Naperville has said, you know what, Josh, bring them in. Now, now, once the, the city decided that they're not going to move forward with the sign-up sheet, they were kind of like, hey, Josh, let's get this out of the news. We, we got a couple of emails that came in and said, hey, can I sign up? A- after we decided not to have the sign-up sheet. But yeah, I mean, if there was demand for it, we would have done it, right? If I had 200 homes that were like, this is a great idea, let's do it. I'd be like, okay, you called me. And we're, honestly, I would, have, I, I would respect someone who votes for open, I wouldn't agree, and I'd think it's kind of really bad for the society, but at least there'd be some consistency. Hey. I don't want a southern border, and now you're able to get 700 square feet or 1,000 square feet of my mansion, right? And it it seems as if these are the people that call us xenophobic and they call us terrible for having borders, but hey, you're not allowed in my gated community, but hate has no home here. Josh, you're great. I hope to meet you. I love Midwestern Chicagoans. They're the best Americans. God bless you. Talk to you soon. Thanks, man. Thanks, Charlie. Email us freedom at charliekirk.com. I love that story. It's Those are very powerful stories. That, that's a Gavin Newsom go to French Laundry type story. Shut down the state of California, go to French Laundry. That is a, hey, we have to be worried about carbon emissions. We fly on private jets. Hey, we need to have no school choice. I send my kids to private schools. Very powerful stuff. All right, I want to tell you about Herzog. Herzog Foundation is amazing. I want you guys to check it out right now. We've been talking about how our nation's public schools have been captured by progressive ideologues teaching things that directly contradict the values of millions of American families. For those of you worried about the best educational path for your kids and grandkids, I'm pleased to announce our new partnership with the folks at the Herzog Foundation. They are the trusted source of American K-12 private education with a remarkable suite of resources for parents and grandparents. From their online publication, The Lion, to the new podcast, Making the Leap, Herzog Foundation offers a wide range of advice and information for Christian parents. To learn more about how your family and faith and community can flourish through a quality Christian education, go to HerzogFoundation.com. That is HerzogFoundation.com. HerzogFoundation.com. H-E-R-Z-O-G. HerzogFoundation.com. Mark Zuckerberg is testifying in front of the Senate. Now, this is a topic I'm very passionate about. And first of all, Apple and Google aren't there. They should be there. Apple and Google should be there. All about child safety. Zuckerberg and Facebook have not done nearly enough. This is the Senate Judiciary Committee. And this is an outrageous statement from Zuckerberg. I just got to be honest. And by the way, Zuckerberg is not the worst of the tech titans. Of all the platforms, Instagram treats us probably the second most fair. Twitter and X is number one now. YouTube is a disaster. Google is the worst. I'm, I'm a, I call it fair. But this is just complete trash, what Zuckerberg says here. It's just not true. It's not a political statement. You could ask Tristan Harris. You could ask now deceased Gary Wilson, your brain on porn. This is absolute fabricated. This is the same thing as if the tobacco companies, the same exact thing, everybody, if the tobacco companies would come up and they say there are no negative health effects from smoking. It is the exact same thing. Why are we listening to big tech saying that there is no link between young people and social media. It'd be as if the major, major agricultural companies saying that high fructose corn syrup is good for you or for them to say that there's no negative side effects to taking 
you know, benzodiazepines or Zoloft or Prozac. That's all fine. It's all upside. You cannot trust the company. Mark Zuckerberg's net worth increased by $84 billion this last year. Of course, he's going to tell you that there's no negative effect. Play cut 36, please. With so much of our lives spent on mobile devices and social media, it's important to look into the effects on teen mental health and well-being. I take this very seriously. Mental health is a complex issue, and the existing body of scientific work has not shown a causal link between using social media and young people having worse mental health outcomes. This is such garbage. There is a chart, if we can find it in time, it is the most clear cause and effect. We're literally at the advent of the proliferation of the iPhone in 2013. It was a major spike, and it has not decreased in suicidal ideation, depression, anxiety. If you guys can find that, it's just a boom, boom. As soon as we put supercomputers in 13, 14, 15, and 16-year-old pockets, all of a sudden, all these issues. This is not hard, everybody. You don't need studies. You don't need some committee. You don't need... Thank you, Ryan. You found it very quickly. This is not hard. It's like as soon as there was the mass proliferation of iPhones, there. this is the easiest cause and effect. You don't need some committee. You don't need some PhD. You need a brain. You need a functioning brain to look at this. Holly has a great comeback here. Let's play cut 54. Here are some, here's some information from a whistleblower who came before the Senate, testified under oath in public. He worked for you. He's a senior executive. Here's what he showed he found when he studied your products. So, for example, this is girls between the ages of 13 and 15 years old. 37% of them reported that they had been exposed to nudity on the platform, unwanted, in the last seven days. 24% said that they had experienced unwanted sexual advances they'd been propositioned in the last seven days. 17% said they had encountered self-harm content pushed at them in the last seven days. I don't know if TikTok was there or not. I don't know if Google was there or not. Facebook is getting all the attention. Yeah, 59, put this up. So Zuckerberg says there's no, there's no correlation. Look at this. Right at 2013-14, the... Suicidal thoughts is in red, goes up. But look at that, sad or help, hopeless. What else describes that? They're going to say, oh, it's COVID. No, the trend started well before COVID. It's not even a question. As screen time has gone up, the depression has gone up, anxiety has gone up. I could tell you it was a better country before we were carrying these things around. Yes, I'm more productive with them. Yes, I can communicate quicker. Growing up in America prior to the mass proliferation of these Apple devices, was a better country. It was a happier country. We knew our neighbors. It, we were far more decent to one another. We spent our time in better ways. Look at 58. Suicide percentage rates changed since 2003. Look what happened with female and teens right near 2014. And Zuckerberg says with a straight face, oh, you know, there is no causal link. Any scientist who says that is bought and paid for by the big tech lobby, the same way that scientists were bought by big tobacco in the 70s or 80s. It is trash. It is garbage. It should not be taken seriously. Of course, these devices and social media companies are hurting our kids. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Email us as always, freedom at charliekirk.com. Thanks so much for listening. And God bless. For more on many of these stories and news you can trust, go to charliekirk.com.